Steely and Parker Thune. Hello, everybody. Parker is still on vacation. We have uh, Connor Pasby running the board here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios for you. And uh, welcome to Tuesday. How you doing? Uh, first thing I need to do, pop my energy drink right here. Hang on. Ah, Got to have it. Plank, you may have left your silver mouse behind. I'm just saying. I feel like Plank is too busy of a man sometimes because there's stuff left behind quite a bit. The man is always on the run. He never stops, ever. So, Plank, if this is your uh, silver mouse, I don't want you to get home and, you know, you're on your laptop. Where's that mouse? It's right here in my hand. So there you go. He already forgot his note, two notebooks. So uh, Plank is a very busy man. And when you get busy, like, what did I do yesterday? We were busy. And when you're older, you need a routine, right? We all need a routine in our lives. But yesterday we were out at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond. want to thank the Rep Army for coming out in big numbers again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Give away every team. Gave away a ton of T-shirts, a bunch of prizes. Had a great time at the Buffalo Wild Wings location up there in Edmond. Thanks again to you guys for coming out. But I broke my routine yesterday. We were really busy. We were giving out prizes, giving out T-shirts, you know, uh, getting the raffle numbers and all of that stuff. And I completely forgot about Jesse Crittenden. 100% just completely forgot our guest. So Jesse's like, hey, did you need me? You know, I'm like, oh, man, old man issues. I'm sorry. Can we get you tomorrow? So my most complete and humble apologies to one Jesse Crittenden. But we do have uh, Jesse with us at 135 today, so uh, happy about that. Okay, uh, Travis Davidson, ladies and gentlemen, in Tulsa, joining us from his elaborate big-time celebrity studios there in T-Town. How we doing, Travis? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, couldn't be happier to be on with you, per usual. It's always a treat to be on with a uh, regional radio star legend like yourself, Steely. Regional radio stardom is unbelievable, man. Back when papers were a big thing back in the day, man, you couldn't duck the paparazzi. Every time I went out, you know, the Blanchard paper or the Edmund Evening Sun, may it rest in peace, all those papers were hounding me all the time. It's it's crazy. Regional radio Well, it's a good stardom. thing you don't have to duck the paparazzi now. At your age, I can't imagine you're too quick of a ducker. I'm not ducking anything, I can tell you that. And I never go outside. So if you want to see me, you have to catch me on the couch sometime. Okay. Uh, by the way, can I say a couple things? Uh, to start the show today. Is that all right? Can I do that? Yeah. Uh, First of all, Ref Army members, thank you for all you have done for supporting us. It's been unbelievable, and uh, the the, uh, support was unbelievable yesterday. The text line is always going crazy. Our app numbers are crazy. But I do want to admonish you on one thing. Just a few people out there. Just a few people, okay? Number one, we aren't going anywhere. I've said that again. I hear there's some sleazy salespeople out there telling some of our advertisers, guess what? They're going away. That's not happening. And if you're one of the sleazy salespeople, you're not only regular scum, you are total scum. Look yourself in the mirror when you get home today and say, am I a good human being? The answer is probably no if you're doing that. I understand that kind of stuff happens, but to lie and tell people, oh, they're going away, they're going off the air, that's not true. As Mike Gundy said, that ain't true. And the editor who put it out there was garbage, or is garbage. It's garbage. So anyway, and number two, ladies and gentlemen, this is not that difficult. Clearly, 
We aren't on 94-7 anymore. It was a corporate decision made way outside the state of Oklahoma. All right? Corporate decision. Don't anybody let anybody lie and tell you, oh, yeah, that just, you know, BS. Complete and total BS. All right? You've got some blowhards out there that are going to continue to do that. You know who they are. They know who they are. But it's it ain't true. That's not true. But for a few people there, and I got a bunch of texts yesterday, and I understand when a change happens, you want to know where we are and how to tune in. But ladies and gentlemen, it is not that difficult. We're only off of 94.7. Every other place we've been, we're still there. There's this thing called an app. You can get it for Android or iPhone. I understand sometimes you may not have Wi-Fi wherever you are if you're out working on an oil, you know, in the oil industry or something like that. I get it. And those are the people that I feel sorry for. But it's really not this that difficult. That's it. Uh, get an app. And we're on 99.3 and 1400. May we be on another FM signal someday? Well, that's the hope. But you know what? You just can't go buy one. So, And there are few and far between. I remember there was a time we were on 1340 AM, and the same guy who's telling people, you know, we're going away and everything was also on 1340 AM. But guess what? We got bought out. Now, again, we had a really good radio station just like this one. So, again, we appreciate you guys so much. You've made made this venture a lot of fun, and we're going to continue to have a lot of fun. The Rep Army is going to continue to grow. I know what good radio sounds like. We have good shows on this station. That's the bottom line. But it's not that difficult to find us, all right? Download an app. Whether you have Android or iPhone, you can listen online. There are many ways to listen. I'm a 60-year-old man who learned how to make a Twitch stream. If I can do it, you can do it, all right? Make my own emotes now and all of that stuff. There are YouTube videos, how-to things. Get on the Internet, you usually can find the answer there. So, again, I don't want to come down hard, but it's really, number one, message is we're not going anywhere. Number two, if you're selling against us, saying we're going off the air, you're scum. Number three, it's not that difficult to get an app or listen online. This is 2020. What year is it? 2023. So there you go. All right, Travis, I'm done with my diatribe. Anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think you covered it all, uh, covered it all there. So yeah, download the app. It's, it's, it's really simple. I mean, every time I tweet or throw up on Instagram, something like I always include the link, just click it, download it. It's got all the podcasts there. It's, you know, it's crystal clear. Uh, I like looking at the map, uh, usually whenever, uh, Tyler or Perry has it up, like it's just cool to see from all over the world where people are listening in from, um, yeah, so they're often tuned in from the Switzer Center, which is fun. So I'd like to uh, go ahead and say hello to all of our uh, Switzer Center listeners. Hope you all are having wonderful days. Yes, there you go. All right, 405-651-3439. Look, I'm not talking to 98% of people out there, all right? I'm really, I'm not. There's just a few people. Um, there's There are ways around this. 99.3, does it have the signal we want right now? No. But in Oklahoma City, most parts of Oklahoma City and the surrounding area, you can usually get it pretty pretty solidly. It's pretty clear. It's not the crystal clear one we want. Yes, we get that. But there are plenty of ways to listen. So anyway, 
like I said, I love the Ref Army. I love all of our listeners. It's really, really uh, great that uh, you guys have been there for us from day one. And like I said, I, I really like this place. I've enjoyed the other stations I've been at, too. I have friends there as well. But what I don't like hearing is the BS about, well, we're going out of business. We're not going out of business. It's not happening. Period. End of story. Okay. Um, Travis, how are you feeling about things? David Stone, Saturday. Man, I feel good. Still feel yeah, good? I feel good. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you tuned into these airwaves for any significant amount of time or even insignificant amount of time, you've known this is this is how this recruitment has gone and will go. It's it's going to be full of distraction and misdirection and smoke screens and drama. I mean, it, it was to the point where, like, e- even a year ago, it was, hey, look, the David Stone recruitment, just buckle up. It is going to get wild. And, of course, in these last few weeks, you know, it, it didn't feel very wild. And we all thought we were, you know, kind of out of the woods a little bit, right, Steely? It was yeah, like, oh, yeah. you know, we don't really know who's going to pop up. And then, lo and behold, a week to go, you get all this Miami smoke. So, you know, it, uh, it is what it is. It's, it's one of those things, Steely. I was, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. So we're a week away, call it, right, a week away, and – there's, you know, people kind of get worked up about a recruitment, either good or bad, for the week after the announcement, for the most part. I know that, you know, David Hicks has, has lingered with us a bit, but, like, if, if, if I'm gonna look at it from a two-week possibility of my mood, right? Well, I can either be in a bad mood and worrying and full of, you know, drama and confusion and stress and everything like that and anxiety. I can do that for this week, and then if he picks Miami, I'll do it again next week, so that's two bad weeks. If I am optimistic this week and he picks Miami, that's one bad week. If I'm pessimistic and he picks Oklahoma, that's still one bad week. But if I'm optimistic and he picks Oklahoma, that's two good weeks. So it's really up to you on how you want to spend your your mental health dollars in these next two weeks. So I'm going to continue to be optimistic because – it's been OU for the longest time. Guys like Chad Simmons, guys like Steve Wiltfong, they still have predictions into OU. All signs point to OU. So um, it, I, I'm not getting worked up about Miami because, again, that's, a, I think, a foolish way to spend my, uh, my mental power. By the way, uh, here's something. I found this dated this time a year ago. Uh, and we'll play it real quick before we get into a break. One year ago, this was what Steve Wilfong, exactly on this date one year ago, this is what Steve Wilfong said about OU and David Hicks. Now they're also in a great spot for David Hicks, five-star defensive lineman, number one uh, defensive line recruit in the country from the, from the Lone Star State. As they battle Texas A&M, I'm starting to hear more and more and more buzz about Oklahoma and their position for David Hicks in that recruitment. Certainly you have A&M, you got Oregon, you got Miami, but Oklahoma seems to have the momentum for David Hicks going into the fall. There you go. See, that's where the PTSD comes from. It all goes back to that day. That was the one day you can mark down. Now, again, this didn't happen on August 22nd. It happened in September, right? Um, But that was Steve Wilfong talking about, you know, it was coming down to the wire on DJ Hicks. 
And we all know what happened on uh, Decision Day, on uh, his commitment day. All right. want to thank Tim Lasher. And uh, 405-651-3439 is the number, by the way, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, Tech, T- Chevrolet text line. Here's another number you need to remember if you need your heating and air system worked on right now. You don't want the heat. You need the air. 405-579-3113. Tim Lasher. Tim Lasher. And... Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They do a great job. They've worked with us at Shea Stadium on a couple of occasions. They're really, really good at what they do. All right, we're going to break. Mike Steeler with Travis Davidson. Parker is still honeymooning in Hawaii right now. Take an opening timeout. We'll head to the text line. And uh, I want to ask you, Toby T. Rowe made some bold predictions for the Sooner season early this morning. Trav, I want to see if you agree with those. We'll do that when we get back here on The Wrap. We are back. Mike Steele along with Travis Davidson. Connor Pasby running the show for us today here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Riverwind Casino. You know how much we love Riverwind here. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now. Brand new gaming floor. Skyloft gaming area. Oasis gaming area that is uh, non-smoking. They always have the best games. Uh, best service and promotions, best bars and dining. They've got an incredible hotel, all your favorite table games as well, including a great poker room. The new member seven is a, a great promotion where you can earn up to $451, uh, $450 in one day by getting a brand new Riverwind wild card this weekend. The Counting Crows will be on the Showplace Theater stage on Friday night. And then this Saturday night, August 26th, the final Beats and Bites show of uh, the summer with Gary Allen. Beats and Bites outdoors, food trucks everywhere, games for the kids, arts and crafts. Again, bring your folding chairs. Enjoy the music of Gary Allen, the final summer show of the Beats and Bites tour this year. Gary Allen on the Coupale Works Beats and Bites stage. We also have one more show uh, for Beats and Bites in the fall, October 22nd, with the Gin Blossoms. Get out and play with your wild card today as well. Rack up all the extra entries. You can get 17 extra entries by playing with your wild card today in the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration as Riverwind celebrates its 17th birthday. So play with your wild card today. Earn those extra entries. Be there for the drawings on Saturday night. And again, this is the final drawing and the grand prize drawing coming up uh, this Saturday night out at Riverwind. Okay. Uh, by the way, seeing some of you guys on the text line, um, and you're talking about places where you can't get data or Wi-Fi, and you know you're used to listening. To your, I, I totally get that. It stinks. It's not cool. But believe we don't like it here either. I mean, we we get concerned about that too. We want it to be as convenient for you as possible. But there was nothing, absolutely nothing, we could do about the decision that was made at the corporate level. I remember when uh, we we lost our ally at iHearts. A ways back, and I remember thinking, eh, that's, that's not real good for us because we had an ally there, and now we don't. So, And you saw what happened. So I feel for you guys in that situation. I, I do, and I know how tough it can be if you're on the road and you don't have you know, uh, unlimited data or you don't have access to data or whatever, uh, but we're trying our best. We, we worry about that as well. We want you guys to have an easy way to listen to the station. And we are working on that stuff. All right? I promise you. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right. So T. Rowe made five bold predictions for the Sooner season, Travis Davidson. And I am going to run these by you and see if you agree or disagree. Are you ready? All right. Fire away. Number one for T. Rowe. Jaden Gibson will have at least seven touchdown receptions this year. 
Jaden Gibson will have at least at least seven touchdowns, seven touchdown receptions this year. Hmm. I I like that. Uh, I, I think uh, I think I'll take. Yeah, I'll take the over on 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 six. So yeah, that put right at seven. Yeah, I'll take that. I think especially with his interview, which I'm sure we're going to play here in a little bit. Yeah, like, this segment. Just, the, I mean, the maturity, that was really the, the kind of next step he needed to take in the process. He's obviously got all the physical tools. He kept on getting put on, you know, even in the spring game, he kept on getting wide open, and I've said this over and over. The reason we knew that he was dropping wide open passes is he was getting wide open in the first place. Getting wide open is the hard part. Catching it typically is the easy part. So once you've got the hard part down, yeah, he should. I think he should have a nice year. Let's hear from Jaden Gibson. Uh, met with the media yesterday. Jaden was asked, "Does he feel like he's uh, on a good track right now at OU?" For sure, man. I think that um, I feel like a lot of my battle, like I've previously said plenty of times on interviews, uh, was a lot mentally. And now that I kind of got that out the way, I feel like I'm becoming more of a sound player. Like I think that my one of my biggest strong suits is like big plays and being able to stretch the field and that kind of thing. But I know the coaches wanted to see a lot more like consistency for me in the short game and just being a more, um, I just want to say, sound player in my concepts and that kind of thing-wise, like just know being more cerebral about the game of football. And I feel like that's like a big thing for me that I've been accomplishing this fall camp. And he's definitely uh, been getting some good reviews over at uh, the practices. They're done uh, with the camp now, and they're getting into a regular weekly-type routine now over at OU. All right, so that was uh, bold prediction number one from T-Row. His second was... OU's touchdown leader this year will be Marcus Major. OU's yeah. touchdown leader this year will be Marcus Major. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not co-signing on that one. I, uh, you know, talked a little bit, you know, yesterday, right, about you know Justin Harrington's an approved year. People say, right? Well, Justin Harrington has had to bounce around positions and and you know hasn't really got that really that opportunity that that he's he's wanted. I mean, multiple staffs right now. Marcus Major's been playing the same position for now. This is his fifth year, I believe, and he has been consistently out-snapped by underclassmen, or at least underclassmen in comparison to him. If he can stay healthy, there's nothing that should stop him from having a big year. I just have to see it to believe it. I just, I, I'm higher on Javante Barnes. I'm higher on Gavin Sawchuk. I'm higher on Tawi Walker. But you could know, Marcus Major Caleb be? Hicks. Could he be that back down near the goal line again? You know, because of how big he is. The key, I agree with you, Trav, is staying healthy has always been the main question for Marcus Major. Maybe that's where T. Rowe, He said T. Rowe did throw in a caveat. He's not saying he'll be the leading rusher. Just OU's touchdown leader this year, Marcus Major. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't see it. I, I I see Dylan Gabriel having more rushing touchdowns than Marcus Major this mm, year because if you remember, I believe last year's first score was a Dylan Gabriel uh, um, keeper, right? Yeah, Didn't then after they found it, then after they found out what the backup quarterback situation looked like, they pretty much wrapped him in Teflon. You know, right? But he was he was an effective runner before that, or and Levy's offense obviously lends itself to. The quarterback run. So, yeah, I, I think the goal line back, uh, Tawi Walker is who I kind of expect to see in some of those situations. Obviously not as tall, but kid's a bowling ball. So, uh, yeah, I expect uh, – yeah, I, I don't think I can get on board with T-Row in that one. All right, uh, next one. The OU defense leads the Big 12 in sacks. That was T-Row's third bowl prediction. 
Yeah, I could see that. Especially with, I mean, just adding to the edge, right? I mean, you add the ACC win rate um, leader last year, pass rush win rate leader last year in Rondo Bothroyd. Uh, he's finally healthy. If you get Trace Ford for a healthy season, and then you add that to the incumbents, which were Grimes and Downs at the starters of those positions. Additionally, R. Mason Thomas, you know, came on real strong, and you've got, oh, yeah, five-star P.J. Adabare, who nobody looks like on the entire, you know, roster. I mean, yeah, your edge your edge is going to be so much better. But also, man, that interior hopefully is going to keep that quarterback in the pocket, going to at least not get bullied around quite as much. They've added a ton of weight there, both through the transfer portal and in the weight room with Schmitty. So, yeah, I, uh, I I think that helps, and I do think that it helps that I think we'll be much better in coverage. I think a guy like uh, even like Gentry Williams, and then as the two deep goes on, what may, whether it's Josiah Wagner or Macari Vickers, if you keep Woody Washington healthy, and then our safeties, I think, have improved with the addition of Reggie Pearson, and then with the Cheetah going back and forth between Justin Harrington and Desan McCullough, I think the, I think we'll have more coverage sacks this year as well. So I'm on board with that one. Didn't they lead the uh, the league in in uh, sacks last year? I tackles for loss. Tackles I believe, for was loss. The, was uh, the stat okay. that we yeah. There you go. All right, real quick, we've got about two minutes to get, cover these other two. Um, uh, T. Rowe also said, bold prediction number four, Danny Stutzman will be Defensive Player of the Year in the Big 12. Hmm, okay. I mean, I can I can get there. I think he'll, yeah, I, I, I can get there. I'm not sure I would, I, I would co-sign it completely. I'd like to see a little bit more. But here's the thing. Danny Stutzman's going to rack up a ton of numbers. And he's far more comfortable with the defense, which of course is to be expected in year two or of the Venable system. But also, it's he's got to have a whole defense with him, right? Like if, if we have one, a, a, a bottom half defense in the Big Twelve, then your leader on that defense is not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. It's just as simple as that. So much like the Heisman often goes to the best player on the best team. I think defensive player of the year is going to go to the best player on the best defense or one of the best defenses. So that will be more of a team situation in my mind. All right, and one more. Oklahoma and Texas will play in the Big 12 championship game. That was T-Row's fifth bold prediction. You know, I am actually going to go Oklahoma-Kansas State personally. Uh, like what Kansas State's doing a lot. Um, just their consistency. They're the, defend, they're the defending Big 12 champion anyways. So uh, I like OU to get there. I like Kansas State to get there. It's not that crazy to think that OU and Texas will get there. But with a combined three offensive holding penalties called against them in conference play last year, <laughs> That's right, yeah. uh, I'm wondering what the Big 12's encore performance will be uh, when it comes to the officiating. So I know that sounds really tinfoil hatty. But, what, in like 741 uh, snaps, we had, what, one offensive uh, holding uh, called in our favor. So, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see if the Big 12 will even allow that outcome to happen. All right, there you go. All right, Jaden Gibson, uh, the clip we played, that was our Ortho Central clip of the day with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now that new Tri-City location in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. Ortho Central keeps doing their thing. What is that? Being the best full-service clinic to treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Thank you again to Ortho Central. Break time. We will head to the text line. Nothing but text in the next segment, 405 
651-3439. at That's 405-651-3439. Mike Steely with Travis Davidson and Connor Pasby. It's a Tuesday here on The Ref. All right, we are back here on a Tuesday. We appreciate you being with us. Mike Steely, Connor Pasby here in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. And the one and the only Travis Davidson joining us up from uh, Tulsa and T-Town. What a great song. What a great, great song that is. I think I played that on 8-track about 9 million times. Oh, it's a great, it's a great, great tune. Yes, it is. And Who's Next is a great album. Even though the uh, the album cover is somewhat tawdry. All right, 405-651-3439. You want to take some text? Travis, you ready to go? Yeah, absolutely. I want to get your opinion on this, uh, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. Text the show. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Um, from the 405, what's OU's biggest trap game this year? I want to get your opinion on that, Steely. <sighs> Man, I, I think it might be that Kansas game. Um, you know, Lance Leipold has done an unbelievable job there. They're really good at quarterback. And I know the Sooners, you know, pretty much owned them a year ago. And they, they just absolutely destroyed that, uh, that Kansas defense, if you want to call it that. But, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I'm feeling like that one could be one. I know that you could look and say, well, Cincinnati's going to be fired up. They're going to be at Nippert Stadium. OU, one shot. Now, OU had played Cincinnati on the road before, but never at Nippert. But they're just not going to be that good. Um, you know, you could say the home game with UCF, because I think they're fairly talented, but you get a full off week after Texas this year. So you'll have two weeks between Texas and UCF. So I want to go with that game in Lawrence October 28th. What do you think? You know, I think that's a real smart pick. Um, you know, I know we, a lot of people like BYU is that pick. Yeah, the, so Kansas, I think, is going to be one of the better teams that we play, uh, certainly one of the best quarterbacks that we play. Uh, we saw that last year. Uh, but – the week before the last bedlam on the road, like, cause, cause when you think of a trap game, right? Like it's, it's supposed to be a trap game because you just don't expect it to be tough. Right. So like Kansas is in just by name. When you say the Kansas game, we always make fun of Texas for losing to Kansas twice. Uh, like that's, that's the, that's what Kansas, the word Kansas evokes. Right. So yeah. I think Kansas is a really smart pick. Uh, yeah. People are saying UCF, UCF is stacking some talent. I'm not sure if they're quite there yet, but, um, UCF, you know, coming off a bye, obviously it's going to be Dylan Gabriel will be fired up for that one though, right? He should be, um, and, and Jeff Levy. But the thing is, it's, it'll be interesting because, you're coming off a bye, but how did that Texas game go? Yeah, true. If that Texas game went poorly, then that could change the mentality of the entire team going forward. So that UCF game has a big asterisk next to it, next to it if that Texas game goes poorly. If that Texas game goes well, uh, now I feel coming off a bye, if people are getting healthy, I think UCF may be in uh, for a rude awakening. A lot of people are saying – BYU, the 405 says big trap game, in my opinion, at BYU. Johnny from UConn says BYU at their place is a trap game. So, yeah, I think I think a little bit, Steely, 
I think this whole season is kind of a trap season because what do we what do we say right when we talk about our record, Steely? We talk about well, this schedule stinks. You got to get to ten. You've got to win ten. With worst this schedule. schedule of my lifetime. Worst schedule of all of our lifetimes. We're playing a bunch of bums. You know, we have the opportunity. We could be a Steely. We could be a one loss team and not have a single win over a top twenty five opponent when it's all said and done. That is on the table. So. I, what I don't want to do is keep looking forward to the SEC. You know, when are we getting the SEC on the turf? Oh man, when are we getting the SEC patches on the, on the jerseys? When are we doing the SEC this, SEC that? We've got such an easy schedule this year and a bad schedule this year. Who cares? We got to get ready for the SEC. No, you have to win this year. You have to win double-digit games this year. So I don't want this season to turn into a trap season. That's probably a rap album. But uh, BYU game seems to be the most popular yeah, decision. Most people are saying BYU, that trip the, at the Provo. November yep, 18th. Yep, from the 405. My daughter's first favorite song was Who Are You? I took her to see the Who last year. The drum section at the beginning really pops live as opposed to the radio 8-track CD. So That's true. The Who Getting some uh, getting some reviews on the uh, Knippelmeyer text line as well. The last time the Who was here, front row, Dalton and Townsend. Now it's not the original Who, but you know the Who is. And our Keith Moon was one of the greatest drummers, crazy of course, but one of the greatest drummers of all time. John Entwistle was one of the greatest bass players in rock and roll. They don't have those guys around anymore, clearly. Um, uh, they didn't have Keith Moon around for a long time, but it was still a thrill to see Daltrey and uh, Pete Townsend up close and personal. And they still brought it. All right, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. True Sooner was checking in with us. Do you have his text there? Yep, okay. yep. we were talking a, a, a little bit about uh, – Kind of the didn't we leave Big 12 in sacks. Again, I could have misspoke, but I do believe it was uh, just tackles for loss. Uh, he said could have been tackles for loss, but I was surprised either way. And then he adds, I listen to eight hours a day of sports radio, and the ref are becoming a big-time threat to the evil empire. Seriously, they're concerned. Come on, Steel Man, read this one. Well, true sooner, I apologize. Grill Boy had to read that one, but Steel Man is listening. So. Well, here's the deal on that. We know how the ratings have gone for a long time. It's an established brand. Coca-Cola is still beating down Pepsi, right? Uh, if you establish a brand, you have it for a long time, and they've got good people, friends over there who do a really good job. I'm not disputing that at all. I'm just saying that we're not going away, you know, and this uh, this – notion out there from a few people who want to spread it around to some of our advertisers by the way oh they're going out of business that's bs that's all i you know and that's that's basically it but like i said i've been around long enough to know when you have good shows and i think we have good shows here i'm not saying that you know in an arrogant way i just in a confident way that we have good shows and good information and people who work hard to get information and put sound in and all of that stuff I, I I do have another uh, text from Scary Gary, and I like reading it because I just I like the name Scary Gary. Yeah. Uh, he asks, "What do you all think is the best uniform game?" See, I really like the uniform matchups. I'm big into that. I tell you, Oklahoma BYU is a pretty good one, right? I mean, yeah. we just picked that as uh, the listeners thought that was the uh, the most likely trap game for OU. OU SMU, it kind of depends on what SMU brings. I, you know, SMU's old, you know, the, with the blue jerseys were nice. Um, I don't know. What else do you think? So somebody this, said UCF. I'm not a big fan of UCF's look, though. 
Well, with UCF, you don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to put QR codes on the back? Well, Are they that's going to true. put their Instagram yeah. handles? Maybe they'll do some type of AI situation um, on the back. Uh, some hashtag we don't know about. Who know? Who knows what UCF is going to come with? Um, but I love I'm, that OU BYU matchup, though. Those are two classics. When the Sooners wear their road whites in that environment against that classic BYU look, I would like for BYU to wear just their standard classic home uniform. I think that'd I, be sweet. I'm a, I'm a sucker for just the Red River matchup every year when it when it comes to uniforms. And I personally, yeah. and I got a lot of flack for this which, you know, I don't feel like was one of my more extreme takes, uh, but I did get a lot of flack for this. Do you remember the gold inlay, gold-accented uniforms that they did for the 100th anniversary? Yes. Those were sharp. We lost that game, but we were doing a pod with uh, Gino Grissom, and he was showing off his uniforms that he had from, you know, NFL and this, that, and the other, his Super Bowl jerseys and and he came across that OU Texas, and I was like, golly, that was a sharp look. I personally loved it, but I would like to go color on color uh, with OU Texas and have crimson versus burn orange. I think that looks really cool when, like, USC and UCLA do that. That would be fun. Yeah, that yeah, they did that. They still do it, and uh, I think it's a cool look. So, all right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. Let's keep those texts rolling in. Baker Mayfield officially named the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll hear some sound from Baker coming up here in a little bit. And we have Jesse Crittenden on the way. Good stuff again on the text line. You guys, I promise I wasn't mad at you. Uh, there are a few people, I can't do this. Or, I get it. We're frustrated with that part, too, because we want everybody to have easy access. Um, but – you know, uh, we're not like I said, we're not going anywhere. I know it's a little more difficult for some of you, uh, even with the app when you're out where you don't have access. Maybe you don't have unlimited data or maybe you don't have access to Wi-Fi. Uh, it's not ideal, but we're doing the best we can to fix that. And uh, we just appreciate you guys being here every day. Break time on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. All right. Welcome back. What a great song. What a great song that is right there by YouTube. 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I can see your checks so clearly right now. I can even close one eye and still see them with 20-20 vision. Thanks, of course, to Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser Center. Now, let's talk about re- a lens replacement, because if you're uh, in your 40s or older, you know, I think the average age is 43. You start losing a little bit. You're thinking about improving your vision. Want to introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs. Unlike LASIK, which often leaves patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision later on, lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. The best part, with lens replacement, you'll never require cataract surgery either. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, it's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com with Dr. B and his great team there. All right, uh, let's get as many texts in as we can to close out this hour. We'll hear from Baker yeah. uh, a little bit later on on uh, winning the Buccaneers' starting quarterback job. I'm sure Shay is celebrating because she has any Baker notification that comes over the phone. She's got it, and for Emily, too. So 
She is basically our Baker news source. Uh, she's the ba- she's the ba- she's the Baker insider. She gotcha. is. Yes. Gotcha. She's we're she's, going to- she's considering, by the way, again uh, the Sunday ticket because she was very upset last year not to be able to see all of Baker's games. So that's how serious she is. Okay, you want to take some texts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the four hundred five uh, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, Thoughts on OU branded beer now, Steely? I went ahead, and when I was out west yesterday at our fantastic Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, you know, seventy-team giveaway event, um, gridiron giveaway. On the way back, I picked up some of that uh, Schooner All American Ale, and I've got uh, a couple of Sixers in my fridge, so I will be enjoying that this evening. I can report back on the rush and locked in tomorrow, but I do love the. Uh, I do love the partnerships. So, uh, details. Coop Aleworks usually does a great job with any of those, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're awesome, and they're also a presenting sponsor out there at uh, Beats and Bites with Riverwind Casino, and they've got all their great beers out there, and people love them. So, yeah, I imagine it's going to be really good. Well, and the, the important part is I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners, hey, can I buy it in Tulsa? Can I buy it in Blanchard? Can I buy it in wherever, right? Well, um, Coop Aleworks uh, said yesterday – that their beer locator on their website will be updated in the next couple days, and you'll be able to just type in your zip code, and you'll be able to find everywhere across the state that Schooner All-American Ale will be. So you'll just go to go to Coop's website, type in beer locator, um, or if, you, if you're in Tulsa, just come on over. We'll have one, uh, we'll have one this evening. All right, 405-651-3439. Shake and bake. Diehard Sooner and Bucks fan. Can't wait to see what he can do, says Beach Bum Sooner. Somebody asked me, um, just direct messaged me off uh, Twitter and said, Steely, would you say that Baker's been a disappointment so far? Yes. I mean, look, you can still be a Sooner fan and admit that he was the number one overall pick in the draft, all right? We're talking about the number one guy. So he's, has he been a disappointment? Yes. Did he have some flashes where he performed really well, leading the Browns to the playoffs and doing what he did really to kind of help lift that franchise, uh, you know, to become at least respectable and go to the postseason? Yeah, that was that was nice for Baker. But the the complete body of work has been a disappointment. Some of it, I really believe, began when he played through that shoulder issue. Trying to be the tough guy, you know, Cleveland Brown fans appreciate that. I think that set him back a little bit. I think that shook his confidence. I think we're seeing him, uh, Travis, come back, trying to get that Baker confidence back. And he's had some of it back. What he did for the Rams in the Monday night football game was unbelievable. And we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. I mean, that's very much a situation with the shoulder. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because if he, you know – given his, you know, personality and confidence and need to be the leader of that team, if he would have shut it down with that shoulder and just said, eh, I can't go, I mean, that could have been spun horribly to, man, this guy isn't willing to fight through the pain for his teammates. He's not willing to do this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. So that would have been spun terribly, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. he goes out and plays hurt, and everybody's like, Phew. Well, he should have sat out if he was hurt so bad. So kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with that. I think with Baker, I think the toughest part about his career so far is he's had like 10 different play callers, Steely. I mean, he had, he had a bunch of different coaches in Cleveland. He obviously goes to Carolina and ends up in L.A. and now he's at Tampa. 
I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I've 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 had a few uh, Coop Ale Works beers uh, in the last few years. I think I might have been one of his play callers and just forgotten about it. I mean, this guy has not had any consistency at the next level. That was after having a good amount of consistency in college after he transferred. So, I mean, it's it's incredible. Like the the amount of continuity is really impactful on somebody's career, and he has had absolutely none of it. And here's to hoping that he can keep this job because the first part of the schedule is really tough. Mm-hmm. And Todd Bowles, I hope Todd Bowles keeps his job because Baker's going to have another new coach if he doesn't. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and uh, I know people are saying that on the text line. Come on, all the OCs and six head coaches. I get it, but if you're just asking me if he's been a disappointment, yes, because he was the number one overall pick. I'm not saying a bust, but, you know, he hasn't quite lived up to number one overall pick, uh, you know, status. Uh, I, you know, and even as a, you know, I think you have to take the crimson-colored glasses off uh, to realize that. But have I given up on him? No. Do I want to see him succeed? Yes. I think he's a fun player to watch. I know if you're an opposing uh, fan of an opposing uh, team or a rival, you don't like Baker Mayfield, I totally get that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in Tampa. At least uh, the Bucks are a good organization. Um, you know, he won the job. We'll play some sound from him coming up. But, again, if you're talking about the number one overall pick in the draft, yes, he's Got to consider him a disappointment, no matter what you say about coordinators and continuity, all of that. Um, but I'm, I'm not giving up on Baker Mayfield yet. Maybe, maybe the Buccaneers will win that division. That division, I think probably the Saints, but that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, 405-651-3439. We've got another hour to go. Jesse Critton the next hour, the one the only Travis Davidson with me. Uh, again, every day this week except Wednesday. I want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour, 405-579-3113. Coming right back. Two men talking. Actually, three. Yeah, we got two men talking right outside my door. Connor Pasby can speak as well and uh, speak fluently in the world of sports. He's a rising superstar. How do you like them apples? Superstar. 405-651-3439. We got uh, our man Travis Davidson there in Tulsa. Uh, Travis will also be with us uh, Thursday. I'll be out at Cavens Group Thursday. Can't wait to get out there and see Duke Gary Carey. Uh, Gary. Uh, uh, Carey. What? Carrie's not out there. Gary Carey. Carrie's at home drunk tweeting. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my God. I, you know, we're friends. He's 405-651-3439. I just don't know how I placed him out at Cabin's group. 405-651-3439. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, then at Riverwind, of course, on Friday. Okay, um... Baker Mayfield, we were saying, or I was saying, somebody asked me, disappointment or success so far in the NFL? And I said disappointment. Now, again, I don't think he's crashed and burned. He's not Ryan Leaf. He's not Josh Rosen. He's not at that level. He did lead the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. He has his share of victories, no doubt. But we're talking about the number one overall pick. Number one overall. 
so if you ask me to define it as success or or failure, I'm not going to say failure, but I'll say disappointment so far. A getting, mild disappointment. Getting that franchise that was in complete disarray, I mean, really still is, but have been in complete disarray for most of its existence, but was coming off one of the worst stretches in NFL history, maybe the worst stretch in NFL history, going into that mess with the front office and the coaching staff just full of bums and winning a playoff game, mm-hmm. that should yeah. put him in Canton. That should put him in Canton alone. <laughs> I mean, you could say disappointment, number one pick, this, that, and the other, but this wasn't a situation where, like, you know, a, a, a number one pick went into a great situation. They rarely do. No, right? you're right. Yeah, they rarely do. But occasionally, you know, some trades can get worked out, and they can get some first round picks in some good situations. Or like a Mahomes gets picked and gets to sit behind a year behind a veteran and gets with a really good coach and you know a, a good strong foundational organization, things like that. Like Baker, it's it's crazy. He was able to accomplish just from a performance standpoint. Just as much with basically like less than 48 hours with Sean McVay than he has with any number of the bums that he's worked with so far. So it, it just goes to show you put on somebody with, that knows uh, what they're doing. Who's the clown? Was it Freddie Kitchens? Was that the coach? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You talk about a disaster. And Look, then Kevin I, Stefanski, and, you know, I get he, all he of that stuff. Over. I get all of that stuff. I get all of it because people are saying that on the text line. Uh, and, but I've got to look myself in the mirror and say, did you just say that for Sooner fans? Or did you just say, again, I'm not saying huge disappointment. I'm saying based on the number one overall pick, has he been a little bit of a disappointment? And the answer, in my mind, is yes. Uh, but again, he's still riding his, I mean, there's a reason he's played now one, two, three. This is his fourth team, right? But he's still hanging around as a starter, right? Still hanging around as a starter. But, yeah, all of that stuff. The Browns, horrible organization. I agree. There's a lot. It looked like, man, he was going to take off right after the playoff run. And then the shoulder situation, why did Baker get that situation? Because, again, he's a guy who plays football, and he went to make a tackle, right? And it seems like he's trying to been trying to regroup ever since. But he's had his moments. The Monday night game was unbelievable, and he's looked pretty good in the preseason. The only thing that seems about Baker is there's a lot of dink and dunk. I want to see Baker get back to, and a lot of that depends on, you know, your, how long you've been in the system, but we used to see a lot more big plays, you know. Well, um, and, and Rich Eisen had said it, you know, when, when he came in and, and won a big, big game at Cincinnati. He's like, it's funny. The guy wins the Heisman throwing 70 times a game, slinging it all over the field, and then he gets to, you know, the NFL, and they're like, oh, man, we gotta, we got to lean on the run game. we got to take the ball out of Baker's hands. Yeah. He's got to be a game manager. Yeah. No, let that, let that boy sling it. And, and on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, we have one of, if not my favorite texter, Mr. Douglas Miles, who just got done moving his lovely daughter into – Florida State. I uh, saw that. Starting at Florida State. So, um, Douglas Miles, loyal five star plus texter, says, not only did Mayfield win a playoff game with the Browns, he did so against the rival Steelers, Mm, which had owned Cleveland for years. So, I mean, for all he gave to them, for them, for 
the way they treated him. Colin KC says, I used to feel bad for Browns fans until they treated Baker the way they did and the way they acted after the Watson saga. That was Screw horrible. them. I hope they never win again. Well, you know, they completely sold him out. The way they did it was horrible. And uh, Deshaun Watson clearly is a scumbag. Now, you know, I used to like Deshaun Watson and then his story on game day, where he came from and all of that stuff. Uh, but what was going on, Charlie Rich, behind closed doors was not good. Not good at all. Okay, uh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, let's see what he had to say today. I was able to catch there. It was about a 10-minute press conference they had with him live. So I'm like, ooh, i got to go record this. Is all of a sudden Baker Mayfield press conference. Boom. So we're on it. Here's what Baker had to say about winning the starting quarterback job in Tampa. The ultimate goal is always to be playing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that when you look at, you know, the big picture, it's one of those things you have to check off the box. So, uh, yeah, but now, now's the time to really ramp it up and go from here and uh, start winning ball games that, that count. I'll say this. I mean, our QB room has been playing extremely well this this camp um, between John and Kyle. Also, just uh, everybody pushing each other. So I, I can't say enough about those guys in that room that we have as a whole. Uh, the chemistry is great. But, um, yeah, I feel like I was comfortable enough within the system, commanded the offense, and, and able to get guys in the right spots. And, um, yeah, it's not saying anything against anybody else, but uh, I just feel like I'm in good command of the offense right now. Just to be able to be on a platform now with the great franchise and uh, to earn the job, it's an unbelievable feeling. You never want to take those for granted. Um, you know, I'm one of 32 guys that can say they're a starting quarterback in the NFL. So uh, it's it's a special honor um, living out a dream, but now's not the time to be satisfied. So, uh, yeah, I think all of our guys are ready uh, to, to push through this regular season and see where we go. There you go. And, look, you can't dispute Baker's story is unbelievable. You consider where he went, you know, how he got started, the walk-on story, all of that, to even be picked as the number one uh, guy in the, in the NFL drafts. Amazing. And to be a quarterback in the National Football League and still starting is very impressive. No doubt about that. Okay. Uh, Trav, you want to handle the text line? Yeah. Meyer Chevrolet text line? Go for it. Absolutely. Um, uh, Seattle Sooner says, I would call Deshaun Watson a rat, but that would be an insult to Muleshoe. So Muleshoe <laughs> catching random strays here on a How uh, on about a the Hayes Fawcett edit, by the way? I mean – I, I have talked that to Hayes so badly this on Mule Shoe, you know, so badly, but I'm like, I guess you can't really do that, but I sure wanted to. I have I have talked to Hayes this morning about that specific edit, and he is very much like many, you know, reporters and and a lot of people that do different jobs, right? You're you're only as good as what the customer wants or what your sources are or what if the kid wants him to put the stuff in, he's gonna put it in. Like these these kids are are guys that are, uh, you know, announcing their commitments through Hayes Fawcett. You know, Hayes is like, hey, I'll happily make your edit number one player in the 2026 class. What do you want on it? Mm-hmm. And when the player asks for all that stuff, Hayes is like, okay, He fine. wanted the Let's OU quarterbacks, huh? Julian Juju Lewis, the yeah. top quarterback of the 2026 class who committed to USC. And the edit, if you haven't seen it, it has Juju Lewis with a very weird depiction of Mule Shoe. Who looks like he uh, Very sl- tan. slept in a tanning booth, you know, for 24 hours. Uh, but it also depicts Caleb Williams, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. So I think it was at the direction, hey, tell him to go ahead and put Baker, Kyler, Jalen in there with you. That's the kind of stuff that Mule Shoe would do, right? Yeah, I mean, Probably. It, I mean, 
Yeah, probably. I mean, he 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 claim them all. There's for sure. But it was funny when I saw the edit go out. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna this is gonna <laughs> yeah. make the internet unusable oh, my for the next gosh. few hours. I know, crazy. All right, uh, before we get back to the text line, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. So Andy Bass commitments announcement is happening on Thursday. That's going to be Oklahoma, unless there's a real big surprise coming, which I don't see. But everybody's waiting on Saturday. And this is this is the biggest recruiting decision we've had since, like, when for OU? And will it be over Saturday when David Stone announces? No, it won't be totally over. But when would be the, the last big commitment that – had all the ramifications that the David Stone decision has. I'm trying to think. The, the I don't David know. Stone decision? Or, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the David Stone. Pro- probably, I mean, probably Caleb Williams, especially knowing what we know now. I mean, before that. But Caleb Williams was going to walk on when they had Brock Vandegrift, right? Yeah. I mean, he says that. Yeah, he said it. Brock Vandegrift, by the way, hasn't really panned out. Carson Beck was named the starter, right? Uh, by Georgia, yeah. But yeah. I'm, you know, again, it's because of where the Sooners are headed, what they need going to this SEC situation, and they've always needed better interior defensive linemen. They aren't easy to find. There are only so many Gerald McCoys and Selman brothers out there. But because of uh, David Stone again being from Dell City, and I know he's out at IMG, but and uh, as long as we've heard, you know, that he he would really you know, want to be at Oklahoma, uh, we will see. But yeah, this is I mean, just huge Saturday, just gigantic. If, if we don't sign David Stone in this class, it will be an abject failure. There's no, I mean, there's no way to spin it. I mean, there's no way to, you know, gloss that over. Like, you need David Stone. If you can't get David Stone, then who are you? Like, who are you going to get? If you can't get a guy that is from your state, that has tried to commit to you in the past, that all this like then then yeah, it's 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 just a straight up failure. Like there there's there's no excuses. I mean there might be, you know, oh well, you know, maybe his mom wanted this, maybe his you know, they, they you know, he's got you know, he's been in Florida for a while, so he's developing relationships, the NIL NIL bag, this, that and the other. No. It's a failure if we don't land David Stone. It's as simple as that. But there's also something to remember. Whether or not we land David Stone, we will need to be portal hunting in the, going into the SEC. I mean, there's no doubt about it. When you think of, I think, and, and if I'm not accurate on all of these, I know I'm at least accurate on most of them. I mean, Coe, uh, Jordan Kelly, Dejon Terry, Jacob Lacey, um, like, I think all of those guys on the interior are all done. I mean, and that's pretty much what you're – and Joan Alaulu, I think, probably done too. I think I think you're pretty much – the guys that are going to be your top three or four rotational guys, I believe, are all gone after this year. Like I said, if, if not all of them, then most of them. So you're going to need to go back into the portal at one point. I mean, absolutely, develop Grayson Halton, develop Kelvin Gilliam and those guys. But just for that keyword competitive depth – you're going to have to go into the portal, whether you land a Dominic McKinley, whether you land a David Stone, whether you, you know, flip somebody, this, that, or the other. No matter how this 2024 class is going to shake out, 
you are going to need to go into the portal to get more depth, get more help, get more big bodies that are ready to play in the SEC. Like I said, because most of them are done this year. Yeah, and uh, you need to go out and win 10 games or more this year, too. That's oh, yeah. uh, as good as they oh, yeah. recruited so far. If you could have, uh, you know, an 11-2 season or whatever on your schedule with a bowl game or a championship game, whatever, uh, and maybe you obviously could, uh, could get that 14th game as well with a bowl game and, uh, you know, a league championship, and who knows what beyond that. But go out and win 10 or 11 games, really get your momentum going. All right, hour number two, by the way, I almost said hour number one. We're in our second hour, old man. Uh, Oklahoma Generator, thank you very much. They're family-owned, and they pride themselves on tremendous customer service. They're Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. They're currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. Oklahoma Generator, check them out at okgen.com. That's okgen.com, or call them at 405 401-6631. Three two one sixty six thirty one. Back to the text line. Jesse Crittenden coming up at one thirty five. Stay with us here on the home of Sooner fans. Jesse Crittenden will join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline coming up in our next segment right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steele, Connor Pasby with you. Buffalo Wild Wings Studio and Travis Davidson there in T Town joining us. Travis will be with us uh, Thursday and Friday as well. All right, we played a lot of sound today. And you know who we're going to get uh, sound from tomorrow? Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Roof will be meeting the media, so we'll be able to hear from Ted Roof and the three-man fronts. And if this world starts getting you down, there's room it up for two up on the We need to get uh, Ted Roof and the three-man front out to the uh, Showplace Theater or Beats and Bites. Uh, they are fantastic. And Ted Roof's voice, of course, is, uh, man, you t- he could do audio books. He could be in a band. Ted Roof can do it all. Desan McCullough's got a great voice, too. Yes, he does. Man, I don't know. Either of them could sing the giddy-up, boom-bop, part on Elvira. Either one of them. There's no Either doubt. one of them. Maybe they maybe uh, get them out there ahead of uh, Counting Crows. They can open for them, and then when they sing Mr. Jones, mm-hmm. maybe Ted Roof and Emmett Jones can ride together. I there. said they need to have Emmett Jones on the stage Friday night with the Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater at Riverwind, and uh, or they can maybe Ted Roof can get up there, and they can uh, also be a part of the opening act for uh, Gary Allen at Beats and Bites coming up this Saturday night. Showplace Friday night, Counting Crows, Beats and Bites Saturday nights. On the Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage with Gary Allen out at Riverwind Casino. Okay. Uh, do you want to get to some more texts? We have uh, Jesse Crittenden joining us, OU Insider, coming up next segment. Sure. Yeah, five-star Randy from the 918 on the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line says, I wanted to say Baker Cleveland was like Texas Tech and Tampa was like OU, but I don't think that's uh, fair to Texas Tech. Um, a... Uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army, uh, he's uh, he's up and at it. Uh, you called me an urban liver yes or yesterday when we were on air together, and he asked Steely, "Is urban liver a new term for tubercul- tuberculosis?" <laughs> By the way, Netflix is coming out. Is the Florida documentary out now? 
What is it called? Swamp yeah, something? Yeah, I think they released all of it. Today, yeah, today's. What uh, is the name? It's Swamp something, right? It's not like Swamp Thing. That's Although uh, Adrian Barbeau looked good in Swamp Thing uh, way back in the day. But, um, man. It's, sw- it's Swamp something. Just You just type Swamp into your Netflix or whatever. Swamp you'll Kings. Find it. Swamp, swamp Kings. Kings, all right? We know that uh, Urban Meyer uh, is a guy that his culture was just win, and if you want to kill somebody, that's just fine later in life. Uh, I don't think it's really that extreme, but there were some, uh, for all of Tim Tebow being the face of that program, Mr. Christianity, which I'm for, all for Christianity, but there were some not-so-Christian things happening within that program. Yeah, murder, but we all probably fall. one of them. Yes, but. I would say that's that's one of the commandments you're supposed to obey. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's definitely that that one's definitely up there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these specials, at least what we've seen uh, so far out of a lot of similar ones, is they end up just kind of being a PR, you know, situation. You know, they got to approve the things for the most part. They end up being puff pieces and trying to make them look. You know, make them look good and all this, that, and the other, which I don't really. Is this a, to... this an un, one of those untold, or is this a yeah. separate? Di- it's another no, untold? It's untold. Oh, geez. So Johnny I, Manziel, again, you know what it was? It was, it was about um, like the last 10 minutes were like, you know, his go to Cleveland downfall. He and his friend, if you want to look up the word D bag in the dictionary, they both, both of their pictures are there. I mean, they were doing, you know, and I know he ended up, you know, screwing over his, his buddy, too. But you talk about attention-seeking clowns back in the day. Um, yeah. Um, the Again, the, the, the puff piece. Like, I know I am, uh, you know, a certified sunshine pumper. I like to say optimist, but sunshine pumper uh, is a bit more catchy. I understand that. Um, and even I don't want to watch puff pieces. I mean, goodness gracious. But uh, also on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, from the 817, will Kip Lewis have a role on the defense this year? And, Steely, I am hearing some pretty good things about one Kip Lewis. Uh, I know the big knock on him was he could not keep weight on, which was, uh, you know, it's tough when it's 110 degrees out with 125 heat index and you're working out with Schmitty and everything like that. But I could take him on the fast food circuit and he'll be fine. Yeah, when I was a freshman in college, I had no problem gaining weight. Um, but he was 196 when he arrived. I think on the roster right now, he's like 208. But he recently weighed in at 215. So he's gaining that weight. Uh, and from what I hear, he's grading out extremely well relative to all the linebackers. So I think this is a situation. I mean, we saw him kind of blow up in the spring game, and everybody thought to themselves, well, I mean, Kip Lewis, I think he led the spring game in tackles, if I'm not mistaken. But it was, well, Kip Lewis, oh, we keep hearing he needs to gain weight and keep hearing he needs to gain weight. Well, if he's gaining a bit of weight and he's going to continue to gain weight and he's grading out really well, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't be on the field a decent amount this year. Yeah, I think a lot of the uh, younger linebackers, they look good. And Canick's one of those guys, obviously, still as well. And I think he's going to have a really big year. Uh, Lewis Carter, he might be one of those guys where you hear some oohs and ahs when he makes contact with a runner when he's out there. 
uh, certainly over the course of his Oklahoma career because he will hit you, and they've been very impressed. You heard, uh, I mean, the tales of him in the weight room are almost legendary already, right? Yeah, that's what's that's what's kind of interesting is, you know, he was really light when he got here. And when I say really light, I'm talking about by linebacking standards. Right, right? yeah. I mean, you've got guys, you know, that are – 240, like multiple 240-pound backers, 230. Uh, I mean, Pachati's up there. Obviously, Stutzman on the roster was 241. So, like, you've got to have a bit of a bit of beef in the in the backer room. But, I mean, Lewis Carter, that that speed and that kind of just power. I mean, the strength is not like questioned. I mean, the dude is putting up some serious weight in the weight room. I I wouldn't be shocked, Steely, if it were kind of a situational type thing where you put maybe a Lewis Carter with like a Jaron Canick or something like that. Like if you need speed sideline to sideline, if you're getting cooked on the boundaries with like a like a Jalen uh, Daniels or something like that, then you can go get them. Uh, if, you need a, if, if you're getting bullied by tight ends coming downhill or between the tackles, you see guys like Kobe McKenzie in there. Uh, but, but you're going to be able to – the more competent linebacker play you have – it means, Steely, it means you're not having 90 snaps a game from your linebackers. It means right. your fourth quarters, you're not on dead legs. That's what matters. So even if these guys, like we're not asking these guys to get up to a level where they're supplanting Danny Stutzman, right? We're, we're not asking them to get up to that level. We're asking, hey, can these people contribute 10 snaps a game? Can they contribute 15 snaps a game? If we need to bring in somebody you know, situationally to try and help stop a problem specifically that we're having trouble stopping. Can they do that situationally? And and, and that's a big difference. I, I think a lot of times people get caught up in, well, you know, this guy's playing really well. Does that mean he's taking over the starter spot? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that you don't have to rely on the starter playing so many Those snaps. guys played way too many snaps last year. No yeah. doubt about it. They got completely worn down. Uh, and maybe that's part of the reasons why they had issues in the fourth quarter. Uh, fatigue uh, makes cowards of us all is what I heard somebody said once. All right, 405-651-3439. LG Sooner Fast Food. Uh, what does it say? Fast food circuit and Adrian Barbeau. Steely is my boy. And from the 303, Mike Johnny Football got 30 to 50 million from Netflix. Imagine that. All right, break time. Jesse Crittenden joining us next on the Riverwind Casino Hotline right here on the ref. Jesse Crittenden joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline where this weekend – you can see the Counting Crows Friday at the Showplace Theater, and you can see uh, Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage outdoors on the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage at Riverwind coming up Saturday. So Friday night, Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater. Saturday night, Gary Allen final Beats and Bites show of the summer. Jesse, how we doing? My most humble apologies. The old man broke his routine yesterday. We were extremely busy, and I was driving home and thought, uh, I forget to call Jesse. <laughs> no, hey, that's that just puts more pressure on me to to step up and and really give a, a great, uh, you know, great responses to all your questions today. I feel like I've got a chip on my shoulder. Well, I will uh, the uh, the text line. They do such a good job. The ref army does on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm going to ask you one that came to us right off the text line early. If you look look at this uh, sooner schedule, 
this year, and everybody talks about, man, this is a super manageable schedule. You should at least go win nine bottom, you know, bottom floor should be nine. But as you look at this schedule, what is the one that looks like a trap game to you on this schedule? I think there's a couple of, I think there's a couple of options there. Um, I think that the game at Cincinnati on September 23rd is a big one. Obviously, you you know they you know OU opens Big 12 play that week. They have to go to Cincinnati, uh, you know, a place they you know a, an unfamiliar place against an unfamiliar opponent. Um, but I honestly think the the biggest trap game could be Kansas. Um, you know, OU has to go to Kansas. I think Kansas is getting. I think Kansas is getting overlooked quite a bit. I mean, they finished ninth in the preseason poll, but I think people are easy to forget that Kansas offense averaged almost 36 points per game last year, uh, really started off hot, and then injuries kind of derailed them uh, down the stretch. But you saw Kansas against Arkansas, at, you know, that triple overtime bowl game. That was a game Kansas could have won. They pushed OU. They pushed TCU. Uh, they've got everybody back this year. Jalen Daniels is, is going to be back under center. They've got their, their leading running back from a year ago, their leading wide receiver. Um, I, I think people are too, clo- or too quick to write Kansas off. I think Kansas is going to be an explosive offensive team. And I think if you're OU, you know, that game comes in late October. Uh, it's just a couple of weeks after the Texas game. You know, it, you know OU hasn't really had any issues with Kansas, you know, in the last forever. Uh, but – this is in Lawrence. The last time they'll play, they'll be in Lawrence for quite some time. This should be an explosive Kansas offense. I actually think that's the game that if OU overlooks that at all, Kansas can come out and beat them on their home field. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a popular pick among Steely, and I know that much. Jesse, always uh, good to chat with you. You know, let the record reflect. I was I was on air with Steely yesterday, and I kept on saying, "Hey, shouldn't we have Jesse on?" And he's like, "Nah, that, that bum. Ain't true. Nah, that <laughs> bum. We'll we'll try and maybe he'll forget about us. We'll uh we'll maybe we'll have him tomorrow if uh, if we remember. But no, uh, always good to have you on. I do want to ask something. So T Row always does five big predictions right at the start of the season. He said that. Marcus Major was going to lead the team in touchdowns. Now, I'm not going to get your thoughts on that specifically, but I do want you to kind of break down what you've seen from the running back room so far. You know, everybody assumes it's going to be the Sawchuck and Barnes show, but what else have you seen uh, out there from specifically the running back room? No, I think that's a good point. I actually think the running back room is an area that hasn't been talked about enough, um, especially when fall camp. Started. And I think you're right. I think part of that is because most people expect Gavin Sawchuk and and uh, Javante Barnes to you know kind of be a, a, a dynamic duo or a one A one B type of situation back there. But I've been saying since the first time media got to come out to practice, Marcus Major um, is going to be a real option in this offense. He continues to run um, first string in a lot of the individual trail, drills. He continues to go first. And I asked Marco Murray about Marcus Major, uh, you know, you know, on OU Media Day, and he said, I mean, the main goal is to keep Marcus Major healthy because there's no doubt that he can be a productive player when he's on the field. He was the number two running back last year behind Eric Gray, you know, for the first few games until injuries kind of derailed his season. But the reality is, as good as Gavin and Javante are, as good as they're gonna be. They're still really young. Marcus Major is is the veteran of this group. He's a redshirt senior. He's been around the program for years. And I think that running back room is a little bit more interesting uh, 
um, is a little bit more of an interesting situation than, than, than people might think. I think this non-conference schedule in particular is going to be an opportunity, I think, for this coaching staff to, to really see what they've got in these three guys. Do any, does anybody else get in the mix? Uh, all that being said, I think the OU running back room is at a pretty good is in pretty good shape considering they lost Eric Gray, you know, who was incredible for them last year. So to lose a guy like that and and to feel like you've got at least three good options you can throw out onto the field, um, if nothing else, I think the I think you know the running back room should be a source of confidence for fans. But I do think it's a little bit more interesting than than maybe people realize. Jesse Crittenden, OU Insider, with us here on uh, Steel Man and Thune with Travis Davidson in today. Parker will be back uh, on Monday. Let's talk about Jaden Gibson. Uh, You know, what we had heard with Jaden Gibson, people loved when he uh, announced he was coming to Oklahoma because he has great size and he looks the type. Uh, We saw him catch the long touchdown pass from Micah Bowens in the spring game. And we saw him in the last spring game drop what uh, looked to be the winning uh, you know, catch there. Uh, and Sooner fans, you kind of heard, well, he's got to go through the maturation process and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But he's really good in interviews. And I know you guys had a chance to talk to him yesterday. What do you think about the transformation of Jaden Gibson and how big of a factor could he be? No, I think I think it's it's good that you ask about Jaden Gibson because I mean I think he's a really interesting player in a lot of different ways when you're looking at uh, what does this offense look like in 2023, what's this wide receiver group look like in 2023, and you're right, we we did get to talk to Jaden yesterday, and he's such a refreshing interview. I think he's I think he's easily one of the most interesting people to talk to, and mostly because yesterday he really focused on the the mental you know, the, the mental aspect of playing football. And, and you're, I mean, he was, he was incredible in high school, uh, you know, a four-star guy, he's six foot five, has all the size, you know, and, and talent and, and athleticism in the world. But, he, I mean, he's, he talked about yesterday that, uh, you know, last year was pretty hard for him. He simply didn't do enough to get on the field, and that's tough because, you know, he wanted to come in and immediately be a star right away. And he's, you know, he's talked about – People even thought he might go to the portal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he struggled with confidence big time last year. I think confidence is still a thing for him and he's talked about trying he's had he's trying to find an identity on the field, off the field. Um but he you know, he he did mention yesterday. I think he feels like he's passed some of that. I think Emmett Jones and Brent Venables uh, have really lasered in on him to try to get him, you know, more confident in his abilities but also, you know, his identity outside of football. I think he's just been in his head. Uh, but I think he's he's in a good place now, and there's no doubt that he can have a big impact. I think the only question is, is he going to be mentally, you know, ready to be called upon? Um, you know, I do think that is still a question, a reasonable question for a guy that had high expectations for himself. But there's no doubt if he could get himself there, he can have a huge impact on this offense. I mean, he brings much needed size. I mean, Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops are good receivers, but, you know, the, the size is not really – uh, the strong point, OU needs, uh, you know, a perimeter presence. They need size at wide receiver. He can give them that. So I think there's no doubt he's going to get looks, especially early in the season. They're going to throw him on the field and see what he can do. I think the only question is, you know, can he maintain that confidence? Can he get through any, any mental barriers and, and have success? And, and I think he can, but I think that's, I think that's the main question for him. You know, Jaden Gibson has kind of found himself in familiar territory for OU fans. It's 
oh, man, first impression, he dropped some balls. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a Marcus Major, oh, he can't stay healthy, it's a prove-it year. Justin Harrington is a guy that's kind of fell into that territory as well a little bit. And a lot of people are saying, oh, I, I'm sick of hearing about Justin Harrington for another off season. I hear all these great things, and then we get around to the season, and I never see him. So now this year, when DeSaw McCullough's coming in, freshman All-American from Indiana, did a lot of great things, you know, at, at edge there. You know, it's it, what do you think the fan base's reaction is going to be when Justin Harrington is playing a ton of Cheetah this year and maybe – Perhaps Desan McCullough doesn't play every single snap of the defense. And do you think, after watching them in practice, that that is a possibility? Oh, it's uh, it's certainly a possibility. I think I think Justin Harrison is one of those guys that wasn't really on my radar coming into uh, fall camp, and is now certainly on my radar. I, I think you know Justin Harrison's an interesting uh, situation where obviously you know he left the team was allowed to come back, but I think last year was kind of a, you know, for the coaching staff, I think it was kind of a, you know, prove prove that you want to be here, prove that you're invested, prove that you can help this football team. And he saw the field a little bit, but I think what we've seen in the spring and the off season and so far in fall camp is we're seeing a different Justin Harrington. It's kind of like Jaden Gibson. The problem has never been about Justin Harrington's uh, his intangibles. It's never been about his athleticism or his skill. It's about, you know, mentally, you know, can he do what he needs to do to be on the field? And I think when you talk to people around the program, when you talk to teammates of his, I mean, Desan McCullough fully attributes uh, his confidence in the defense to Justin Harrington. I think Justin Harrington's been kind of a veteran presence for some guys on the field. I think, you know, having a full spring off season and fall camp is huge for Justin Harrington. And I think with the you know the the coaching staff moving so many players around, I mean they're even trying Peyton Bowen at Cheetah. I think you're going to see guys move around. They want guys that can play multiple positions. I think Justin Harrington is is the embodiment of that. So I mean I think it's hard right now to see you know to project exactly what's going to happen. But I'm pretty confident to say that Justin Harrington's going to see the field. I think the coaching staff feels more confident in him this year. Now it's about can he. Again, you know, mentally be ready and, 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 you know, do, you know, be productive in those opportunities on the field because he's going to get them. Now it's just can he make the most of them. Jesse, as always, great stuff. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Jesse Crittenden, OU Insider, joining us here on The Rep. Break time right here. One more award-winning segment for Travis anyway. Uh, when we get back, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Rep Radio Network. All right, kind of a, a quick segment to close it out here. Riverwind Casino, this weekend you need a game plan. You need a game plan that includes food, winning, and some solid entertainment. Riverwind Casino, that's where it's at. Great food options, River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the food court. It's all uh, renovated. It's all unbelievable. The food is spectacular, whatever you choose there. 
And uh, how about going out, winning some money and participating and hopefully hearing your name called in the $100,000 new 17, new scene 17 celebration. Uh, The final drawing is coming this Saturday night. Go out there and win some of the preliminary drawings, win some cash and bonus play. They will be giving away five grand prize awards, five grand prize winners coming up this Saturday night, selected to win $5,000 in cash plus any unclaimed preliminary cash. So it probably is going to be more than $5,000 each. That will be a great, great, uh, great, great time for those winners, no doubt. Plus Friday night, we have the Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater. That'll be a heck of a show. And the final Beats and Bites show of the summer coming up Saturday night with Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage, the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. Uh, don't forget, we'll have a fall Beats and Bites show as well, October 22nd, of course, uh, and uh, that's going to be the Gin Blossoms Tonic and Wakeland. But always something to do, always money to win, cash and bonus play to collect out at the one and only Riverwind Casino, simply the best. All right, Travis, we've got about four minutes left. Um Somebody asked me, John Williams asked me, and I, I, I don't know if he's put the story out yet, but I'll go. The composer? Not, not, not oh. that John Williams, you know. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the other John Williams. Um, and said breakout player for the season. or and, and I went with Trace Ford. Here's why I went with Trace Ford. Because if he's healthy, the dude has been able to get after the quarterback time and time again. Now, again, he appears to be healthy. And uh, everybody's talking about McCullough or – Bothroyd, Reggie Pearson, and not that his name has been thrown out there, but I think if he's healthy, Trace Ford is going to have a really good year for OU. Yeah, I mean, I think that if he's healthy, that's as good a pick as any, right? I mean, I, I think uh, a lot of people get caught up in the excitement of, obviously, flashes last year from R. Mason Thomas. They get caught up in the five-star excitement of P.J. Adebare. Um, You know, they look at Ethan Downs being on the all-Big 12 preseason team, the only OU player uh, on that defense that, that made that team. And I think uh, some people forget about Trace, Trace Ford, but Rondell Bothroyd actually told me this summer that he has never seen a defensive end that's that fast getting to the quarterback. And that's I put a little bit more credence in, in that from him because that's the ACC's pass rush win rate leader from a year ago. I mean, that's a guy that knows how to get to the quarterback quickly. So for him to be singing the praises of Trace Ford, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, Steely, how sweet would it be for our brethren and our neighbors in America's brightest orange to see Trace Ford have a career year while dressed in the crimson and green. Oh, man, it's been a rough year for the Cowboys. And uh, I get it in that aspect because you know how the Sooner fans took to uh, Lincoln Riley leaving or Muleshoe. Wait, wait, my apologies. Um, I get it. If I, you know, look, you can talk about it's the portal. You can go wherever you want. I get it. But I certainly understand the, uh, the anger from the OSU fans because those are two of the biggest names they've had in athletics in a while. Kelly Maxwell and uh, Trace Ford. I get it. But uh, I think both are uh, in pretty good situations where they're going to be. And you know that Kelly Maxwell's got a great chance to win a national championship. And Trace Ford, I think, again, if healthy, is going to have a banner year for OU. And the Sooners is going to win, in my opinion, at least 10. And if, you know, things bounce their way and go their way in the Cotton Bowl, you never know what could happen, right? You never know what could happen. Maybe the Sooners could wind up this year's TCU. Who knows? Okay. Uh, let me see. How much time do we have left? Uh, so what, are you, uh, 
You're going to try the new Coop Ale Works Sooner. Uh, is it what is it called? Sooner Schooner Beers? What is it the called? The Schooner All American Ale. The Schooner All American Ale. Okay. Yep. And uh, and OU wanted to make sure in this collaboration that the Schooner was the prominent um, marketing point that they had. So really excited. Obviously, Iron Monk has done a lot of stuff with university or with Oklahoma State University. So it's good that OU's got something. So now they've got Coop with the the schooner all-american ale and you've got neutral who's our krf our camp sponsor and they are i think the official seltzer uh partner of the university of oklahoma so steely you know what that means we're getting sec ready baby when you start uh partnering with uh with local uh breweries to make uh to make different you know beers with your logos on it now we just need neutral to make some specifically branded OU seltzers. Uh, what what would the OU seltzer be flavored like, Steely? I crimson and cream, I guess. West Virginia, of course, has partnered up for a long time with the uh, Clampett family to sell just straight moonshine out of a mason jar. We know that, so that's their deal. All right, we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Trav, great job, Connor. Thank you. Appreciate all you guys out there in the Ref Army. Locked in is coming back. I love how they called it locked out yesterday, Plank and Jives. That was good stuff. <laughs> the, but you're going to get locked back in today with Parker and Travis. And everybody, I hope you have a terrific Tuesday. Try and stay cool out there. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great Tuesday. <laughs>